All right, welcome to another episode of I'm Probably Right Though podcast, hosted by myself, Rob Morgan, and B Mike Mike Gilliam. Mike says that we should start the podcast with music, and while I don't disagree, I don't know what song to play. So I'm going to hit shuffle, and whatever happens is setting the tone for the energy of this podcast. So if if it's some bullshit. You can blame Mike. If it's some shit that get us hype, it's, you can still blame Mike. It's fine. But I'm just hitting shuffle, and whatever happens, happens. So here we go. Here we go. Oh, I'm in there. Yeah. Who baby is Yesterday morning was crazy. I had to come to terms with the fact that it's not a maybe. That shit is in stone. Still the sign. She not my lover like Billie Jean, but the kid is mine. Say he used to tell me all it takes is one time and all it took was one time. Shit, we only met two times. Two times. And both times were nothing like the new times. Now it's rough times. I'm out here on front lines just trying to make sure that I see him sometimes. It's breaking my spirit. Single father, I hate when I hear it. Ugh. I used to challenge my parents on every album. Now I'm embarrassed to tell them I ended up as a I'm gonna hit shuffle again because I don't want to do I'm gonna just hit shuffle. I want to get to be different because. <laughs> hey, hey, Madonna. This ain't Madonna. Oh, for real. Look at me, pathetic nigga. This chain this that I bought. You mix green pain and fame. This is heinous. What's up? Let these words be the colors. I'm just painting my heart. I'm knee deep in the game and it ain't what I thought. Got the range over my girl, got the mistakes. Iced out crazy, I wanna shine like baby. Compared to that nigga, I ain't even got a tip yet. Truth be told, I ain't even bought a crib yet. This is everything they told a nigga not to do. Images, everything I see, it got a lot to do. With the way people perceive and what they believe. Money short, so this jewelry is like a weed. One more time, I'ma hit shuffle, man. So, I'm trying, it's a lot of different energy coming. I'ma hit shuffle. Niggas wanna be, and police want. The fuck? No, okay, no, we not doing that. We not doing that. <laughs> Somebody pop our day. Okay. Somebody on their way. Alright. I feel like we got some militant stuff to discuss today. Alright. So According to those three songs, we got a baby on the way by a random. We broke, That's <laughs> but we trying to start a movement. I'm broke. I'm definitely. I'm not gonna claim, bro. You can't claim it. See, that's the thing. When you keep saying it, then that's gonna be the. That's gonna be the case. Nigga, my pockets claimed it. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, welcome to another episode. We gonna rock like crack when it came in. Mike, what's up, man? How was your? How was your 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 week? Your two weeks. We didn't do an episode last week. For sure, I had a pretty good two weeks, man. Um, shit, we just went to the uh, Chicago Sky game and watched them win the ship. That was. Oh, dope. you was at the game? At the yeah. championship game? That was a dope experience. Oh, that's 
I, I planned it that way because I really felt like they could be Phoenix this year. So I just needed Phoenix to win one game, and I knew if we if I bought tickets to the game four instead of game three, we could watch them win it on home court. Wasn't looking good at first, but uh, they pulled it out. So it's pretty dope. WNBA championship round is best of three. Best yeah, best of five. Best of five. Yeah. So they beat Phoenix three two. They beat Phoenix yeah three two three one. It was game four that we was at. Because they actually had a lower seed than Phoenix. Okay. So, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Shout out um, Candace Parker and what was the, uh, the MVP girl name? It wasn't. Uh, Le- I mean, Copper, I know it's her last name. Kalia, Kalia Copper. T- who? Kalia Copper. Kalia? She's a fucking beast, Jay. She nice? I've been watching. She nice. What position she play? Uh, I believe shooting guard. I believe shooting guard. If not small for it for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. Cause Phoenix, Phoenix not for play play, man. Cause yeah, Skyler and um, Brittany ain't no joke. And Di- Diana. But she old, oh, but she's still a she's still a killer though. She old. So from the highlights that I saw, like she's still a, a killer. Like they call her like the WNBA Kobe. Like she a killer. Why you hating on the white? Girl? She was never the WNBA Kobe. Cappy was the Kobe. If we really be, we honest. not see. All right, listen, that's family. I understand. But no, Cappy was the Kobe. That's Cappy. what they said. She was the best one on one player in the WNBA. But that, I'm not talking about from one on one perspective. I'm talking about like from killer instinct. I'm gonna rip your heart out. I'm probably the best player in this league. Oh no, that's not a probably. She's the best player in this league by Ooh, far. Diana, Diana Trust. That's what I'm talking about. So that's, but she's not currently today. Just as a as her her as a person, she's the best. In when history. she retires, she's the best in history. She's going down number one. Go easy, and I'm I agree with that one hundred percent. Her career is too, it's too great. She's done too much. She's been too consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get that. Just currently today, she's not that. So she more so the Jordan of the WNBA league. She's definitely the Jordan. Okay. Maya Moore's the LeBron. Uh, you know, Tamiki Catchings is probably the Kobe. And, you know, I think I always say Cappy's top five. So after those three, it's probably one more person and then Cappy. <laughs> hey, rep your cousin, man. I ain't mad at you. Bro. Hey, I can't help but she not interested. But she not, she don't hoop no more, right? No. She don't hoop no more. Okay. But she's still a fourth time all time lead hey, fourth all time leading scorer. That's not an easy feat. Fourth in the in WNBA history. In history. Fourth. Number four. Number four all time scoring. Who's over her? Ty- you know? Diana Tarazi, Tamika Ketchins, and shit. There's like two more people. I mean one more person. How long have you been following WNBA? Since Cappy started. Cappy. You know who my, my, my WNBA like girl crush was? Who it was Don Staley. Really? The one that just got the contract, big contract? I don't know why I loved her. She a little she a little Odd looking now that she older, but when she was younger, she was fine. I had a whole bunch of WB crushes. I did too. Long Gabby dated most of the motherfuckers. God damn. <laughs> All right. Tangela. Are you, should you be putting this out there like that? What? Should you be putting out dirty out there like Gabby. that? Gabby. Yeah. She dated him publicly. Everybody knew she was with Ty when she Ty started fucking with Mimi from Love Hip Hop and Tangela and her girlfriend on the same team. Yeah. All right. Well, Shout out to the Chicago Sky. Shout out to MVP. Say her name again. Kalia. Kalia Cooper. Kalia Cooper. Shout out to Candace Parkin. Hometown native. That That's a moment, good. bro. That got to feel good, man. To come. I ain't gonna lie, I almost cried. Oh my god, I 
You're I almost so, cried in that motherfucker. You so pussy. I almost cried. It was close. Why? Why? Why were you almost crying? For, for one, I was crying for Allie quickly. I wanted to cry for Allie quickly. She's uh, She's been there since she first got drafted. Mm-hmm. And she never left. And I just feel like this guy sucked for a very long time. And she's a really good three-point shooter. Like, always ends every year in the top ten shooting from three, she she could have went anywhere, but she mm-hmm. didn't. She stayed down in that grind, and now it finally pay up. to see it pay off for her. That was dope, and um, she she's married to her teammate, Vandersloot. Oh shit! And that's the state of point guard, shooting guard combo starters. So they they um just seeing their story that was dope, and then Candace. Oh, Carter, so they both start and they married. Yeah. <laughs> they cold up. See, but that gotta make for some like weird conversations at dinner sometimes. Like, for sure. like what if one of them have a bad game and then it's just like, yo ass sucks at that. You the reason why we <laughs> lost, but pass the chicken. But like, they, also, <laughs> they both really good. So but really just because you're really good, don't mean you don't suck sometimes. And well, they yeah. season only eight games long, so it's, you bound to have a bad one. It's not like you got too many opportunities to thirty-two recover. Five. Fam, listen, the WNBA is not, <laughs> I love women. Let me just start there. I love women. Absolutely. The WNBA is not marketed the way that it's supposed to be marketed. First of all, I didn't even know um, they won on Sunday. Mm-hmm. There is no way the WNBA should be playing game four of their WNBA finals on NFL Sunday. Yeah, that's a bad idea. I didn't even know that game was on. And that shit was on at, like, noon. Yeah. So you got, like, at least eight NFL games starting around the same time. It's like, y'all not even giving these women a chance to, I was like, surprised there's so many people in there. I mean, I feel like people that support the WNBA, they support the WNBA. So, like, they have, like, a kind of a cult type of fan base. Like, mm-hmm. you got a lot of, you know, maybe dads or even women that, like, you know, with little girls in the basketball or whatever, or just right. flat out basketball <clears throat> fans in general, regardless of the gender that will support the WNBA. But you can't, you can't put their finals in the middle of football of NFL Sunday. Like you got to get on the same respect that you would give the NBA finals or you know the Super Bowl. It, you, ain't shit else happening on the Super Bowl Sunday. Nothing. All other sports are like. Shut down basketball. They if they do play a game, it's like a matinee game, and that shit is over by like two o'clock at the latest. You know, so like you can't. They 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 kind of doing them a disservice, and then like, you know, look, they salaries ain't shit. Like they they yearly salary be like what a a, 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 a second year NBA player is bringing home just for his check. Right. That shit. Yeah, I I heard that um Candace make more, um doing the. Uh, um, the talk show shit she do during when during they off season with mm-hmm. checking them that she do for an entire contract with them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I it's understandable because I mean, obviously the revenue has to be there for you to for you to pay people, and they don't have the revenue. But I also just feel like I feel like, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they're like a subsidiary of the NBA. Like it's you know they're connected. They are so. At the same time, I feel like um, I almost said David Stern, not David Stern, but um, Adam Silver, Adam Silver, or somebody in in the commissioner's office or somewhere could start doing something to help 
promote and market them. Well, they, they're they trying because you can see them, like, having NBA players. Like, if you notice, uh, game two of the finals, they had Chris Paul sitting courtside. They had uh, Jay Crowder sitting courtside. But see, I don't think that's Devin the NBA Booker. pushing that. I think those – I mean, Phoenix, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they play in Phoenix, so they going to support their sister team. Just like you had Patrick Williams and Zach Levine and Kobe White, all them was going to the Sky Games, too, when they were – Making a run. I feel like that's a push because we didn't see that before. It just started maybe in the last suck. two years. They suck. If I'm Zach Levine, if I'm Zach Levine and the Bulls suck, I'm not going to watch the sky and they suck too. What's the point? You know, but if I if I'm playing, if my sister team is is in the finals and my team is looking looking good as well this year, it's like yeah, yeah, fuck it, I'll go. I'm like, why not? But, yeah, so this is not a sports podcast, but since we're on sports, I definitely want to talk about this Kyrie Irving situation. What is your feelings? What is your feelings? Um, <laughs> See how I just deflected? Yeah, you do that a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm in therapy for it. I'm in, like, two different places with this. At, at times, I feel like I want to say, all right, Kyrie, man, are you a basketball player or are you not? Go play. But then there is another side of it that's like he should have the right to be able to be like, look, I don't believe in vaccines, and as a black man, who can really blame him? And it, that's his right. Now, of course, that means that's the team right to say don't show up, but it's like that seems a bit against our freedoms of self-expression to be like, don't come to your job because you don't want to do this thing that only affects you. Okay. Well, let let me give a little bit of context first for the people that might not be a sports fan um, or in touch with this situation. Kyrie Irving, point guard for the Brooklyn Nets, um, has been pretty much excluded from all basketball. Pretty much excluded from all basketball activity with the Brooklyn Nets because um, he is not vaccinated, and Brooklyn is a vaccine mandated state. So to be in in the public setting, you have to have been vaccinated. Um, he's chosen not to get vaccinated. And initially, Brooklyn told him that, you know, that, well, you can't play in any of our home games, but you can play in our road games. But then they later decided for team chemistry purposes, we can't have a part-time player, which makes sense to me. Um, so until you're completely eligible to participate in all team activities, then you're not with us right now. Um, so, yeah, that's the backstory on that. As far as my opinion on it, I'm never going to knock somebody for standing behind what they believe in, what they feel, how they feel. Like, if, 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 that's, what, if, if that's where your heart is, <clears throat> cool, so be it. There's nothing wrong with, with being a man of conviction. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> however, I feel as though if Kyrie, if Kyrie said, hey, you know what? I don't know this vaccine. I don't want to put it in my body. I don't, I don't trust it or you know, whatever the case may be. I'm not, I'm not getting vaccinated. 120%. I get it. You have my support. Stand behind you. The problem for me came out when he went live on Instagram a few days ago and he said and I quote 
I am not anti-vaccine. I am trying to be a voice for the voiceless, for the people who are being forced into having to lose their jobs because they're refusing to get the vaccine. I have a problem with that. The reason why I have a problem with that is because, Kyrie, nobody appointed you to be the spokesperson for this group of people. Mm-hmm. Wow, admirable. I get it. It's it's it's. I understand your your point. While admirable, there are too many different avenues or ways that you can assist those people without being a detriment to your team. Prime example, right now, you not playing, you're willing to lose. I think his contract is paying him thirty five million dollars this year. You're willing to walk away from thirty five million dollars to be a voice for the voiceless, when in actuality. If you're truly not anti-vaccine, go get the fucking vaccine and just donate your salary for the year to those voiceless people who are being forced to lose their jobs. You would be better suited helping them in that way. You're already a millionaire. If they're losing their jobs and you're willing to walk away from $35 million, that money, the NBA is just going to keep it. Or they're going to give it to whatever charities they deem it to be necessary to because it's not like they're just not paying you your check. These are fines. That you're incurring. And they can do with those fines whatever they want. Go get your money. You don't, obviously don't care about it. And give it to those people that you say that you care so much about. If you're not anti-vaccine. So is, I didn't see the live. So I didn't hear the semantics. Is he and is he not anti-vaccine in general? Or is he just not anti-that vaccine? He said he is not anti- He, he is not opposed to being vaccinated himself. He's trying to be a voice for the voiceless and he's standing up for the people who have been forced, who are being forced to get the vaccine in order to keep their jobs. But if these people, if it's a state mandate and pretty soon it'll probably be a countrywide mandate, you're not being a voice for the voiceless. You're kind of just, you're trying to, to you're, you're being an unnecessary martyr. You're being an unnecessary martyr when you have the resources and the income to help those people in a much better way. Because if they're going to lose their job, they're going to lose their job whether you suit up and shoot threes or not. They're still going to lose their job. You not, you, I feel like some people, it's like what, what dude said, what the Joker said in Batman, man. Some people just want to watch the world burn. I feel like Kyrie has just kind of garnered this reputation of being like a rebel. Oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to... Like last year, he took a random two-week absence from the team or some shit like that just because. So now, this reputation is, is kind of next to your name. So now, everything that you do, it, does, it doesn't... And, and Kyrie is like philanthropic as fuck. He's... he's he, I think he donated money to the WNBA. Like, he gave out mad uh, Thanksgiving dinners to people. Like, he bought... Is it Eric Garner's people or somebody's people? Yeah, not um, Eric George Floyd. George Floyd's mom. He bought his George Floyd's mom house. Like he's philanthropic right. as fuck. Like he does his thing on that front. So I don't doubt that it's sincere. But you just have to think of other ways and other opportunities. Because the fact is, is that honestly, and this might sound a little, I don't even know the words. It might sound like a little um, insensitive. But the fact is, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and the rest of those guys, 
they came here for you. You know, you guys met up and you guys came up with the idea of, hey, let's put this team together. Let's go win a championship or whatever. So these are guys' careers that they maybe could have went other other places, got more money, got more better opportunities or whatever. But they came here to partner with you. And now you're kind of leaving them hanging to be a voice for the voiceless when you can help those same voiceless people just as well while playing. You know, I just, I just, you know, I don't agree with Stephen A. Smith flying off the handle and calling them stupid and saying this is, you know, I don't agree with that. But I just feel like there, there's definitely other ways that you can help these people. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, Stephen A's, Stephen A. Like. It's always hanging in the balance of like corn, corn. I mean, coonish shit and not coonish shit. Like at times it's like, okay, black man. The other times it'd be like, fam, you sound real um, coonish right now. But I like so, that. I don't. I like it. I like. I like. I don't like the person that's just always leaning to one side. Whether it's the coonish side or whether it's the super, um, um fucking super super woke super super black side like i don't like i like i feel like you can have a healthy balance because too much of anything is is bad because if you keep leaning too much into the to the super super woke super black side after a while that's gonna start coming across like okay you pandering a little bit i mean but you don't have to lean leaning into it is, is one thing but sounding like a coon i don't think you can ever believe your beliefs as a woke black man and in the same breath say coon coon like things it's like Shaq Shaq is a coon he is a coon he is a coon he is a coon you think so always why you say that coon. why his stance on police brutality to me is just too coonish what was it it was know. that if black people complied his daddy was a, a taught him to respect your officer and if you respect the officer then you wouldn't nothing would happen to you Mm-hmm. And he basically said every time every time an issue would come up, he was like, "Well, why didn't they just do this? Why didn't they just do that? That is bullshit." Okay, it's bullshit. So let me ask you this, and this is not, I'm not saying I agree with Shaq. This is just for podcasts and having an objective conversation. Can you continue to hold somebody's perspective to being nothing more of bullshit? When they were raised in that line, like Shaq's daddy was a police officer, am I correct? He was a, a uh, army Shaq. officer. An army officer, right? Shaq himself has dabbled in law enforcement, correct? He was a sheriff. Exactly. So, can you can you just say that his opinion or his perspective is bullshit based off of where? I mean, because if you think about it. His dad been an army officer, and I do know that Shaq's dad was extremely tough on him. Extremely. Like, yeah, to I the point that bordered, that would, today especially, would border on abuse. I read his book. Um, so, based off of how he was raised, can you just automatically call his perspective bullshit? Um, is it fair to? Is it fair to call it bullshit? I don't know if it's fair. It's, for me, I can't give validation to your side of it even if it makes a 
a tiny bit of sense coming from your perspective because you are not looking at other people's perspective when we're talking about police brutality. When we're talking about the subject, you've had many examples and you choose to stay with this mindset every time. You've had many, many examples. What did Eric Garner do wrong because he didn't want to stop moving like fam? Like it's You've had many examples and you have not wavered. So how can you expect me to waver? So it's the only way for me to respect your perspective to waver in mind? Not waver, understand. You don't have to agree, but you can understand. Just like when you said what you just said about Shaq, I instantly said, sure, I could get how it might make sense. How do you show understanding without without showing agreeance? Like, how do you say, how do you show that understanding without conceding your own? Like I just and I'm not did. saying it's not possible. I'm just, I'm just asking yeah, you. Yeah, like I just opinion. did. You, you say it out loud. You say I can see your point and and explain why you see that point, mm-hmm. and then go back to why that might not curl all the way over for you. Mm-hmm. But showing expression of seeing that point can go a long way in the conversation. Okay. Because it shows me you're listening or you're hearing me. Right. When you just continuously press your your same thought, when you have many examples of something different shows me you don't care to understand you're not listening and you're not trying to see it from a different perspective okay that method of of that method that you're saying might work sitting in a house on 79th and whatever in the middle of chicago but when you're a public figure as big and prominent and whose voice carries as much weight as shaquille o'neal's does i don't think it matters i think shaquille and this is actually a, a great segue into the Dave Chappelle topic, but I think Shaquille O'Neal is he's too big to to straddle the fence. Like, you can't say, oh, I, I understand, but I look at it like this, so it is what it is. Like, by Shaquille O'Neal being who he is, people automatically put him, just like they do most celebrities, in the light of if you don't agree 100% with what it is that we're going through, especially if it's a race-related situation, then you're against us. You're against us. There's, there's, if you're a black man and you say anything opposing the, the whatever the black plight is in that moment, then you're against us. Oh, you're a coon. You're not invited to the barbecue anymore. Get out of here. You know, like when you're a celebrity um, or a public figure, you're not really allotted much room to kind of waver in in your opinion of of anything that's of your of your people especially more so in the black community we don't really give that space for that it's like either you with us 100 percent or not at all and that's i feel like that's just pretty much how black people are are we're kind of raised period from jump like either either you with me 100 percent or fuck it you ain't with me at all but ain't no half-ass Probably. I mean, I don't think Shaq is, should be canceled or anything like that. I just don't respect his opinions when it comes to anything pertaining uh, things that go on in our neighborhoods. Like, Shaq always paints this picture of being his down-to-earth brother. That's why he did the, sh- the cheap shoes and all of this. I get it, but let's be real. You're far removed from our neighborhood. You're far removed from poverty. You're far removed from the conditions that we live, and it shows when you speak. And for that, I cannot respect your opinion when it comes to things that go on outside of your, these, I mean, in, in these communities anymore. And that don't mean I hate you. I don't think Shaq's a bad person. I don't think we should counsel him. I don't think black people shouldn't support him. I just would say don't put merit into the things he said. But can't two things be true? 
can't I can't I be far removed from poverty? Can't I be, um, you know, this this super figure and and this billionaire and but also still um, have my perspectives on on law enforcement in the black community, but still be this super down earth guy who makes his shoes affordable for people to for for people in my community to afford and all this other stuff. Can I? Can, why can't both of those things be true? They can be, and and they are, which is why I don't think you should be canceled. I just don't respect your opinion when you speak on those topics, and I don't think people should put so much merit into your things because you're shat. Because I've heard you speak in uh, some pretty messed up ways about things that go on in the neighborhoods that you know nothing about. Your kids are in neighborhoods where the policing is different because they're dealing with a whole bunch of rich kids and they know it. So they're not going to press your kids the way they press us in these neighborhoods. That's not you entirely gotta true. You got to understand you and what? That's not entirely true. Well, it's not entirely true. That if you live in Hidden Hills, that you're not going to be policed a little bit differently than if you stay on 79th and, and whatever? No. You're going to be policed the same just... Well, you could potentially be policed the same just because you're a black man living in Hidden Hills. So I might recognize Shaq. I'm, if I'm a copy, it's hard to not recognize Shaq. Big 7-2 ass Shaq who's been famous since 1990. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not recognize him. I might not recognize Sharif. I don't think I might not recognize one of his. It's doors. not that I think they recognize him, but you see Sharif driving whatever Sharif's driving. I'm sure it's not a Ford Focus in Hidden Hills. You don't automatically treat him the way you would treat me driving my banged up Dodge driving down the expressway. Maya, it's you not going to be the same. How many stories have you heard about black people in nice cars and good neighborhoods being pulled over? What the fuck are you doing over here, nigger? Pulled over is one thing. I'm talking about the things that we've seen on camera when people don't make it up, when people don't live through but Mike, those pull, things. But pulled over is still harassment in itself. I'm not saying you're a black man. You might always be harassed wherever you go. I'm talking specifically about brutality. That's what I'm saying. He don't understand police brutality okay. in these neighborhoods anymore. Okay. Because you so live in places where you're not. Don't get it. 6'11", Sharif O'Neal. Gets pulled over by a five foot six, forty eight year old middle aged white cop, and he asks him to step out the car, and he steps out the car, and he towers over him. You think that cop's defenses are aren't automatically raised higher than what they would normally be if he was pulling over a, a white woman his own size and age? Sure, it, exactly. So every those situations always have a potential to go left, but they don't because why? What's the what's the But Mike, sometimes they what's do What's the caveat that changes it from going You think location does? I think a lot of aspects of it does. I think what you're driving, where you're driving, and all of those things play a large factor into why we get policed a certain way in our neighborhoods not, so they don't get not, in not more than none of those factors play a bigger factor than skin color. How many of these videos where cops have killed a person, a black person? Happened in an area where it was predominantly upper class. How many of those videos have, have Mike? Because the cameras are here. No, you you don't have. You're not running around. Nobody's running around hidden hills recording every little thing that happens. But if you're on Seventy Ninth and fucking Wentworth, and some police brutality shit is happening, yes, yeah, somebody getting off the bus right here at State might record it. If that might be the case, but because. Hidden, Hidden Hills or any other prominent neighborhood is living off of the name. It's like if I have a sweater from Walmart and you have a sweater from Gucci, it's they're both made they're both cotton made sweaters. But your name 
rings a little bit different than my name. So therefore, yours is respected more. You don't have the cameras over there. You don't have the awareness over there that, that would be necessary to have in this neighborhood. So it's, of course, of course, it's, it's filmed more. It's caught on camera. But that don't mean it don't happen. That don't mean that cops ain't pulled a, a black kid. Fucking T.I. got arrested trying to get into his own house. <laughs> trying to get into his own house. You you still talking about the very beginning aspects of being harassed by police? That's fine. I'm not arguing that. I'm not. Gonna but that could have went that left. Rich people, it could have, but it didn't. And why? Because we've seen it go left so many times. Okay, when so the person okay, so ain't for, rich. Okay, so for I'm every saying. so for every two times it didn't go left, it might be another three to four times where it did that you might not have heard about. How many fucking NBA players? NBA. Uh, God damn, what's his name? Uh, Tabo Cephalosha. Black French dude that used to play in the NBA. He got his fucking ankle broken by a cop. In the club. Do you think the club was in the hood? He wasn't driving around hitting heels. Do you think the club was in the hood? Probably not. Okay then. That's what I'm saying. It's so it, it's it's still a matter of I feel like every instant all of it is situation. But we're talking about probability though. We're talking about the probability. I ain't saying it can't happen. I ain't saying Shaq's son can't get shot. I ain't saying the Nick can't get beat up. I'm saying it probably ain't gonna happen and it's definitely more likely not to happen. I feel because he's Shaq and they live there than here. I feel like the probability the 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 person that's walking around thinking that it can't happen to them is the person that it happens to. Rob, you're being a contrarian for no reason. I'm right not. Now. <laughs> I'm not being a contrarian. I'm just saying that I don't I don't deal with like oh because I'm here it probably can't happen. Like no, I can get shot on 79th and State just like I can get shot in fucking on on in Beverly Hills in Beverly. I can get shot anywhere. Can it's, but the likelihood. If you stand on your block for a week straight, and you stand in Hidden Hills for a week straight, which one is more likely to get you shot? I'm good over here, so I'm not, <laughs> ain't nothing happening to me over here. Nah, but um, that's a good segue into the um, Dave Chappelle subject, just because I feel like um, the LGBTQ, did I get all the acronyms right? You got most of them. That because they be adding <laughs> shits like every week, <laughs> like but the LGBTQ um, community is having a huge issue with the content of Dave Chappelle's most recent stand up on Netflix, um, where he made some in typical Dave Chappelle fashion made some some jokes about transgenders and and, and transgenders. Sir, <laughs> what is that a cancelable word? Am I not supposed? Is that supposed to say transgenders? No. So I'm not supposed to make them plural. No. Why not? If it's more than one transgender, what am I supposed to say? For one, transgender is a, a is not a a pronoun. Transgender is a identity. A sexual. Okay. So it's not a person. It's an identity. A trans. Woman or a trans man is what you would call them. A transgender is not what they would be called. That's what their label is. So if it was two gay people sitting right here, if I said it's two gays, that's wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they but might not think it's so. two, and they are gay. So if I said two gays, how is that wrong? Because you could just say there's two people humans, that are gay. two humans here, or that humans always. <laughs> it's here. a good one. No, man. Okay, so, I mean, I could have, 
Never mind. I'm not even going to go down that road. No. But all I'm saying is that, so he made some jokes about the transgender community. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told, you watched it, right? Yes. So he told this amazing story. Dave Chappelle's a top two storyteller of all time, and I'm willing to say no. I would one. love to know who you think was one. If Yeah, I, I really don't. I can't think of somebody that's a better, especially as far as like comedic. I can't think of a better storyteller. We'll, we'll get to that. I get to my praise. Go ahead. Um, but he told this amazing story at the end of his set about uh, a transgender woman um, who was an aspiring comedian who um, he allowed to open up for him when he was in California. And they had like a whole thing at his show, like a, a back and forth that just kind of, I don't know. They they had a connection with each other. And um, she was kind of bullied for defending him and all this. And it ultimately, some stuff ultimately led to her um, taking her own life. And the transgender community, is that a better way of saying it? They had an issue with 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 this, and they were calling for his stand up to be removed from Netflix and cancel Dave Chappelle, just like they try to, not they as in them as in trans, but just like how people try to cancel people. Right. Um, so, what are your thoughts? So, uh, first, I want to say Dave Chappelle is not only my favorite comedian; I think he is the embodiment of what comedy should be. It should be witty. It should be bringing topics that aren't necessarily uh, home conversations, that aren't necessarily um, politically correct, and making them funny. That, to me, is the epitome of what comedy started as, taking these topics and making them funny. I think he's the best at that. I don't know a person that does it better. I used to say Kevin, I mean, Cat Williams. I used to say Eddie Murphy. Nobody quite does it the way David Chappelle does it. So I want to give him hella praise for that. Um, Second, I personally went on my Facebook and said that we are not canceling David Chappelle as an LGBTQ supporter. What I realized in that moment was we have to stop thinking that we have opinions about other people's shit. I, as a supporter, thought that I had the right to go out there and say that I don't think they should be supported because I don't believe in censoring comedians because their job is to take these topics that aren't funny and make them funny. What I realized is that would be like a white person telling me that a joke isn't racist when I feel it's racist. And we have to allow trans people to feel what they feel. If they feel offended, we who are we to say they shouldn't feel offended? We don't live the experience. We don't live that lifestyle. Who are we to say what should or what shouldn't offend them? Us. Who is that us? We, 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 we. Who you, is we? Humans. You can't, you can't, it, right now when I said trans, transgenders or whatever and I made it plural you corrected me and told me oh well no you would just call them humans okay fine if you're human so am I and and my, my issue with it all is that one the world has just become a very sensitive place um extremely sensitive and two you don't if you can't hear jokes that are tar- that I don't even want to say targeted because that sounds like it's an intentional bash if you can't hear jokes that hit close to home 
and are the, or that that can be related to you, then you don't have a right to laugh at anybody else. And that's coming from the mindset of somebody that used to do comedy. And still, I, I don't say used to. I still would do and still actively write comedy. But you can't laugh at nobody else. Mike, you're a big guy. If 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 you sit at a comedy show and you laughing at everything and everything, and then they start telling fat jokes and then you want to storm out the room, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's not that's not fair. You can't, oh, I'm transgender. You're talking about the trans community. Oh, how dare you? But up until I got to that transgender joke, you were laughing your ass off. You laughed at you laughed at the at the the handicap jokes. You laughed at the the, the old people jokes. You laughed at the fat people jokes. You laughed at the jokes about the, 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 the midgets, or should I say little people. You laughed at all these jokes about all these other demographics, but when it got to yours, it wasn't funny anymore. Now, now no, I'm a human. No, don't, how, how could you say that about me? How, no, fuck that. Then don't watch comedy. You, you, if you cannot laugh at yourself, then you literally have no right to laugh at anybody else in the room. That's just my opinion. I, I think agree. the world needs to lighten the fuck up. Everybody too sensitive. Every every everybody is too too fucking. Oh, don't you can't say that. You can't do that. Why? Why can't I? Because if you want me to accept you as a human, then as a human, we all have flaws. We all have issues. We all don't handle and do things the right way. But you want to be accepted. So there's no joke that could offend you. No. Is there a joke that could offend me? Yes. If you're not directly targeting my deceased mother or grandmother or aunt, like, hey, your mama died of lung cancer. If you're not doing that, then no. It's like, okay, I get it. I see how that can be funny. Ha ha. Or if it's, especially if it's funny. Especially if it's funny. If you're, if you're targeting me or my demographic and you're just not funny, I get it. But the fact is, is that there are also too many people in the transgender or the LGBTQ community who like Dave Chappelle. So when you have this pocket of people who are offended, maybe they didn't find it funny. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to laugh. Turn it off. It's a Netflix special. You literally, it's behind a paywall. You pay for this service. So nobody forced you to sit down and watch this fucking stand up from a, from a comedian who, you, who is notorious for his subject matter pertaining to the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. You knew what you were going to get when you saw the name Dave Chappelle. You didn't have to watch it. I'm tired of people waking up every day looking for something to be offended about. Shut the fuck up or get off Netflix. I mean, I don't agree, but... Why don't you agree, Mike? I just don't agree because I know that there's things... Because you're a supporter? That No. Like I said, from a supporter standpoint, I thought I had the right to say that Dave Chappelle shouldn't be canceled. But I was wrong because I was taking away somebody's right to say that they're offended by something that they live every day and I don't. Sometimes that right needs to be taken away. That's stupid. What? (laughs) Because you know what? Sometimes... They live that. You don't. They live what? An, uh, An experience... In life that you don't live, Mike. We all live experiences in life that the other person might. Oh, have. How many you think them, you you think you might have went? How many of them get you killed? I'm a black man. And we they're just black. Okay, that's fine. We just sat here and had a conversation about the dangers of being a black man in certain neighborhoods, driving, and all this other stuff. So, 
which one is is which one so tips think, the, which one tips the scale more? Being a black man in America or being a transgender in America? You realize there are transgender black people in America. Okay, Separ- so then separate. They trump it all. How about? how do they trump it all? Because they're transgender because and black. Both. So, you just said black people in the engine, right? What I'm saying is, is that we all go through experiences. We all go through our issues. We all go through specific. We all go through dangers that might be specific to what it is that we identify as. I identify as a black man. There are dangers that come with that. Tiana identifies as a black woman. There are dangers that come with that. You identify as a black man, but you're also bigger than the average black man. There are dangers that come with that. If I'm a gay black man. There are dangers that come with that. If I'm a gay white man, there are dangers that come with that. Everybody has something, identifies as something that could come. Motherfuckers was just beating up Asians a couple months ago. For just for being Asian. Everybody has something connected to who they are as a person that comes with some type of dangers. You ever heard of the Holocaust? Motherfuckers was getting killed just because they were Jews. For years. Everybody has had something connected to them that... that can, that can attach danger to it. Exactly, and our Jews not the most sensitive motherfuckers you've ever heard of in life. They cancel everybody when you say anything about well, you. Now, that's insensitive for you to say. <laughs> that, that probably is, but I don't know much about Jews for me to 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 like really like know whether or not what what I can and what can, I can't say. So I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, and if shit happens, shit happens. Now my point is intersectionality matters. We act like because. We are black that we trump everything, but we don't realize that there are people that deal with these same issues and the black issues. What? You just tried to make a point. We act like because we black, we trump everything. Yes. Go ahead and finish that point. Like that is, that is absolutely ridiculous. You just tried to make a point when I said trans people live an experience that we don't. And you said, I'm a black man in America. Mike, everybody lives in experiences that somebody so else So what does. about tr- the intersectionality of being a trans person living that danger and being a black person and living a trans black lifestyle? But what makes one different or more dangerous than the other? Mike, everybody lives in experience that somebody else doesn't. Everybody. You, because, I don't, I'm not... This is certain mean, ones don't get you killed, Rob. But, some, but, but, but so, every, all of them can uh, this ain't me attacking your so weight. Back Mike, at probabilities, you, you're, sir. You're, you're at over 300, right? Yes. I have never been that big, so I don't know what you experience when you try to maybe move or do something and you maybe you tire quicker than me. That is your experience. So if you do something, if we're running and you get tired and I be like, man, come on, you tripping. That's stupid. Come on. I don't know what the fuck you're going through because I've never been that big. So at the same time, if you bring it to... The mindset of the straights versus that, that sounds horrible of of heterosexual versus homosexual versus bisexual versus the LGBT community as a whole. Everybody is still living different experiences. You have also LGBTQ um, members of that community who don't see nothing wrong with what Dave Chappelle said. So we can't cancel Dave Chappelle. And I know I'm not who saying are that these you, ones that you're talking about. Does it sound like you're talking about somebody flame my rope? The 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 girl, the the girl that was opening for him that that ultimately killed herself, she didn't have a problem with Dave Chappelle's line of humor. Okay. She's one. There there have also been other people who have came out and said, "No, shit was funny." 
Motherfuckers gotta like everything. That's the problem. So it is funny. Most of it's funny. We're not saying it's not funny. We're not saying it. Well, I'm not saying he should be canceled because of, because of it. What I am saying is we should give people who deal with a certain experience that we don't, which I trump to be much harder than my experience and much harder than your experience. So would you cancel every white community? I mean, community. Would you cancel every white community co- comedian that's ever told a black joke? No, but it's one. I, but why not? I, they I, don't know what it's like to be black. Gary Owen has no fucking idea what it's like to be to 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 be a black man, but he tell black jokes all fucking day. That's his entire act, black jokes. I never hear black people say they're offended. So somebody has to say it for it to be for it for it to matter. Or for, or somebody has to be offended. That's what I'm saying. You, we have to give people the right to be offended. If we ain't offended, then what the fuck we mad? No, at? you have the right to be offended. But some- I've been offended by white comedians making jokes about slavery. There's one in particular. I don't know if it's Louis C.K. or if it's fucking the other white weird nigga. One of them, and I do not support them them anymore because I didn't like the joke. Now. Things that they said around that joke was funny about slavery, but it was a specific part that I don't remember that was not funny, and I do no longer support them. I'm not saying cancel them. All I'm saying is I should have the right to feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable by that part of the joke because as a black man, I live that experience, and you don't. Okay, but as an LGBTQ supporter, you're also not on the cancel Dave Chappelle bandwagon either. Right. But why not? If I don't live the experience. I don't know why they was But you're a supporter. And I, I thought I'm a supporter, but I also thought it was funny. It didn't offend me, but I don't live the life. So, if so, it, I don't so, know why so, so if the how jokes, many of them kill themselves? So maybe that's why it offended. So if the joke was badly written, then it's okay to be offended. If the joke don't make me laugh, then it's okay. Then cancel him. He's horrible. If the joke doesn't make me laugh, if the joke offends me, if somebody tells a joke about five, six, five, five, six dudes, and it's funny. Then I can laugh. But if they tell a joke about a dude that's uh, about five, six dudes being short little midget niggas, then, and it's not funny, then I'm supposed to write a letter to whoever, whatever he was performing and say cancel him? What you're doing is you're minimalizing what the experience is and how they feel about the No, I'm actually maximizing it. You're minimizing. I'm maximizing. Because you just turned it into what, oh, as an an example, you being short and laughing at a a tall joke or whatever. That's not the same. But Mike, but I'm going to tell, tell you why it's the same. I'm going to tell you why it's the same. nowhere near comparable to their experience. I'm going to tell you why it's the same. I'm going to tell you why it's the same. Because kids every fucking day, especially now, kill themselves because of being bullied at school. For whatever reason. Maybe they short. Maybe they little. Maybe they ugly. Maybe they wear glasses. Maybe they got braces. Maybe they... Maybe. Maybe. But at the end of the day, I, if, if I can't just... Choose to cancel somebody because something they said did not make me laugh. I have a self-deprecating type of humor. I can tell jokes about myself. It's not that big of a deal. However, if you don't, that's fine. But you can't go about canceling or or starting movements on somebody based off of whether or not their joke that hit close to home made you laugh or not. Okay, let's say there's a... a Maybe they spells brand of humor or maybe his delivery isn't my cup of tea late let's say there's a 12 year old kid that goes that that parent works days so they're home a lot by themselves let's say they turn on netflix one day they're trans kid 12 they turn on netflix one day they don't fully understand it but they pretty much understand what they feel they turn on netflix one day they then 
turn on Dave Chappelle because, hey, it's the first thing you see when you open this motherfucker. Oh, Dave Chappelle, close. I don't know what that is. Let me click it. And they hear these jokes. And it creates an inferiority complex within them that lasts with them for a long time. Let's say they kill themselves at some point. Should we not be sympathetic to that? You can be sympathetic to the idea of a 12-year-old, for whatever reason, killing themselves. You can be sympathetic to that broad, to, to that in a broad spectrum. But you cannot just narrow that down to Dave Chappelle. If, 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 if a 12-year-old or a 22-year-old or a 42-year-old watches a stand-up special and deems those jokes are worth killing themselves over, then there were underlying issues there already. They're 12. Underlying issues there already. You think 12-year-olds don't have underlying issues? Yes, that's my point. So how does somebody going on stage and making jokes to not normalize, but uh, point out the differences which can cause a, a, a inferiority inferiority complex? How does that not, like, matter? Because, well, in my opinion, it, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but... His entire point is kind of what we're arguing about right now. This community can be so offended and be so so disgusted by the things that he or other comedians have said, jokes that were made about them, but that, that same backlash is not given to, and America will back it, but that same backlash isn't given when, when a like you said, a a black man is is killed. Yeah. I don't know bitches in the cut. Cole is the worst person to come on during the LGBT. All the bitches in the club. <laughs> but um, yeah. Where's where's this same energy? This same emotion? This same do something about this when a black man is killed? When 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 something like that happens, that America doesn't rally behind us the same way they would rally behind that community. Black that community. America do. Okay, you're narrowing it down to the to those specifics. It's not just black trans that have a problem with Dave Chappelle. Well, I don't give a fuck about white trans. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, Mike, you're completely negating everything that you just said. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You I'm can't say I'm a supporter. Black thing. Mike, you can't say I'm a supporter of this community, but only the black ones. No. <laughs> what what the I'm fuck? saying is, I'm not here to make an argument for white trans people because white. But trans aren't they humans that are going through these same things? Let me finish the sentences. Because white trans people live a different experience than black trans people, and they have issues within their own system that white trans people only stick up for other white trans people. So I'm not here to fight for white trans people because they don't fight for black trans people. But I'm here to fight for the niggas that look like me. Because those are the ones that are getting misrepresented and the ones that are getting left behind when the arguments or when the discussions happen. White trans people do not rally around black trans people when black trans people are killed the way black trans people rally around everybody in the LGBT community. Okay, so you're and that is a thing, a topic that goes on in that community a lot. So I'm not here to fight for the people who don't fight for us. Okay, so your your advocacy has a lot of subdivisions to it. It's, I support this community, but I really, really support the black people of this community, but I really, really support, it's like, Mike, nah, dog, you can't, you can't do that. You can't break it down. Yes, you can, because you can't, we, humans is, is the, is the whole thing, but you support black people more than you support white people. 
Huh? Human is is the race. But you support black people more than you support white people. I'm not saying fuck white trans people. They should be killed. What I am saying is my first stance is always going to be for black trans people. Trans people as a whole, sure. But I'm here to speak about black trans people first because I feel like their experience is much more difficult than the white trans community. And they don't have white trans people to stick up for them in white rooms when those discussions are going on or when laws are being made. But Mike, you're doing the exact same thing that you're accusing me and a lot of other people of doing, which is you're speaking on an experience that you know nothing about. You don't know what the white trans community experience is. You don't. You don't know what the black trans community experience is because you're not a black trans man. I know man. it's different. I, I know it's worse. But you don't know what it is. And you don't, you, who are you to say it's worse? You're not there. You're not there. You only you you can you can read all the Instagram and Facebook you want, but you're not there. Is it is it harder to be a black man than it is to be a white man in your eyes? Because this 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 ain't like science here. I tell you what, you said it's harder to be a black man versus harder to be a white man. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, in my eyes, yes. I can make that case, yes. But it also depends on who you ask. Go to go. Okay, no. Okay, fine. I just gave you my answer. Okay. If you ever get the chance, ask Jay Z, and then ask a white guy at your job, and you're gonna get the exact opposite answer. It's all about where you are. It's all about your your status. It's all about. It's not all about your status because I don't think you, as a rich black man, would say something different. But it's because you understand the experience. Of the average black man. No, I would not just only your experience. Mike, you're so you're contradicting yourself, bro, because you just said that it depends on what it is that you're experiencing. And you were just talking about Shaq being so far removed from poverty. Jay-Z has been rich since 95. It's 2021. He is so far removed from poverty. So yet his experience doesn't. Yet the things that he does in the world today don't show that he's so far removed. Why? Why don't? Jay-Z don't do no coon shit. And he do mad shit for poor people. Jay-Z might not do coon shit, but Jay-Z definitely does shit that shows his elitist status compared to everybody else. Like what? Like buy something expensive that he can afford? Jay-Z's not even his fault. No, it's Mike. It's not about just buying stuff. It's about what does he do? It's about it's about the Jay Z don't even fucking do interviews. When you're a billionaire, you might hear from this man once every two to three years. When you're a billionaire, you can't go to Marcy and kick it. I'm not saying. Of course you can't, Mike. Okay, Mike. Jesus Christ. Now you're just you're making a good podcast episode, but I feel like you're just being a dick because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't. You can't. Mike, you're contradicting yourself. I'm finna from, listen. From subject matter to subject matter. Just I'm finna With Shaq, listen. you just said this man is far removed from poverty, so he don't understand. But then you say, oh, Jay-Z, he's been rich and famous just as long as Shaq. You say, oh, well, no, Jay-Z, he's still relatable. He still relates to the, to the black man. Which one is it? Uchi Wally or one Mike? <laughs> Which what I'm one saying. Based on how they deal with situations like police brutality, like protests, all these things shows who remembers where they came from 
And who does it? Shaq. But Shaq is philanthropic as well, just like Jay-Z. And that's why I said I don't think Shaq's a bad person. I just don't take credibility when it comes to black topics because he's far removed. Somebody like Jay-Z, I can because he doesn't seem as far removed. I wish I had a pen and a pad here so I could have wrote down all the times you contradicted yourself in this podcast. I haven't contradicted myself Yes, you have. First of all, you just sat here and told me that I don't know what it's like to be a a trans black man and all this other shit. But then you just sat here and said that fuck the white trans communities or whatever. and, And you... um. You, you're not sticking up for them because... These are talking points. This is not something I created. These are talking points from actual black trans people in the community that speak about this. Go watch the, 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 the undercover cop nigga from New York Undercover with the other black people in that room of trans community and watch them speak about how they feel about white trans community. This well, is, I'm not watching them training talk- niggas. Okay, that's <laughs> no, <I'm> you playing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, these are talking points that I'm bringing up from people of that. This ain't something I created. This is what they say. Oh, Jesus Christ. You still contradicting yourself. No, I'm not. You have, you have conflicting beliefs about this community. No, I don't. Yes, you do. But whatever. I want to stay on that. Have you seen Meek Mill's album cover? Have I seen Meek Mill? No. Okay, so Meek Mill has an album cover. Um, it'll probably be the artwork for this podcast. Um, so if you haven't seen it, but it's, it's very degrading. It's, it's, um, black women on the, it's, it's like cartoon art. Um, but it's like naked black women, um, bending over, like exposing their vagina. Um, I didn't know that's degrading. Whole, whole ass is out. Um, it's very, um. Subjective is that a better word for you? Since you just want to be a contrarian. No, I was just saying because no, I'm just you, saying. Like, nah, nah, you just, them, it's not the great. But all right, oh my gosh. Um, but uh, a white dude. Um, he um he was recorded just kind of like going off about it, um because it was it was plastered on the side of a bus. Yeah, he was doing too much. Um, so I'm just gonna play the clip real quick. Look at this bus that goes by in my neighborhood. What the f*** is this? What is this? This is on the side of a bus. This is on the side of a bus rolling through your street. Rolling on the side of your street. Is this what you want, black women? Is this what you want, black women? Is this what you want? Look at this bull Look at this on the side of a bus. Is this what you want, black women? Is this what you want? Is this how you want to be respected? Is this how you want to be respected in life? Listen. We've been trying. I'm sorry. I 100% agree with the idea that that is a ridiculous thing to put on the side of a city bus where kids can see, where women can see, where many people that might be offended can see. But, sir, who the fuck are you to call out black women on what they deem to be degradable or what they want? Like, fam, like. You're white. Go be white. Like, be mad and then go be white. Chill out. Go That's just be white. annoying. I didn't like that. I didn't like him calling out, is this what you want, black women? Is this how you want to be respected? In that condescending ass white tone. That is like, I will smack you. Shut the fuck up. It, it definitely gave me mad um, Calvin Candy vibes. Like, mad slave on. I don't know. I under. I don't disagree with the message but the messenger definitely could have been 
different. Yes. You know, because here's the thing. You can't you can't target black women when they probably had nothing to do with that. Now granted, no, I'm sorry, correction. The the person that actually created the art cover is a black woman. The album cover. She's a black woman. However, Black women don't aren't necessarily the ones that were responsible for putting it up on the side of the fucking bus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a cartoon art, so it's not like a black woman stood there and posed for that. Like, hey, I'm gonna be on the cover of Meek Mill album. Let me bust it open real quick. Like, no, it's it's cartoon art. It was created by an artist. Should it be on the side of a bus? Absolutely not. I would not want my sons or my daughter or any young kids. To to be riding in the car and look over and say, "Daddy, what's the old, what's that little pink lip <laughs> right there?" <laughs> you know, say no. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. But I agree with you. Like, fam, gotta chill out. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just something about hearing a white dude even say the phrase "black women" in an aggressive tone that just kind of gets you ready to just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like kind of. You know, that shit was put nasty. hands and feet on him. Yeah, I didn't like it. Instantly made me mad. I didn't even know what we was talking about no more. Like, you didn't even think about the big meal. Now you just like, who's this fucking white voice? Shut up. Yeah. Um. And it's like, art is art, bro. Like, I'm not saying that was art. What I am saying is, hip hop is 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 been hip hop since hip hop started. It's it's gonna be some bitches and hoes. It's gonna be some women shaking their ass. It's gonna be some some pussy pictures here. Like hip hop is hip hop. That don't reflect everybody that's black because hip hop is hip hop. Just like being white, we don't reflect. We don't think y'all reflect off every style of music y'all created. When Kiss was up there eating bats and shit on stage, nobody was like, "Oh, all white people eat bats." Uh, you y'all like. That shit is like fam. Art is I mean, hip hop is what it is. And it's 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 a reflection of life, but it's not a reflection of everybody in the culture because of one thing that happens in the culture. Yeah, I agree, man. Cause for for everything that you just said that might be enveloped in hip hop as far as, you know, bitches and hoes, naked girls, all this other stuff, it's just as wild in rock and roll. Very well. It's just the guy, um, the um, and he's actually a black guy too, but he's still, um, what's the guy? Uh, the fucking guitarist, Slash. Okay. Slash was like notorious for like wild brothel type of parties in his house. Like, and I'm not talking about in his house, I'm talking about in his house, like naked chicks sleep on the front lawn mm-hmm. type of shit. You know what I'm saying? He was just notorious for that, and that's. That's prevalent in in rock and roll, which is a predominantly white genre of music. You know, so to see it on a city bus, yeah, I can understand how that's angry, but does it does it cause for you to to call out a spe- and specifically a- attack or try to reprimand black women specifically because of cartoon art? No, sir. No, sir. And I feel as though he probably did that from the safety of a white neighborhood. 
I could not see him doing that in fuck. And I don't know where he was. I think he was. I think was that L.A. or something. I think maybe I think it was he, California or somewhere. It sounded like Philly, right? Maybe it was Philly. He sounded very Phillyish. But oh no no, I think he was in Philly. But the that actual build that that artwork is on buses in like Philly, L.A. I want to say New York and Miami. So, like, the really big market cities. And, of course, Philly because that's Meek Mill's hometown. So, um, it's not here. It's not in Chicago. I work for CTA. We ain't going. <laughs> but, um, so, so yeah, like, yeah, you can't just call out one specific demographic and try to attack them. To me, that just, now I'm questioning you. I'm questioning your your real thought process behind Black women or just black people in that's general. Privilege. That's exactly what happened. The immediately his mind went to attack black women about their choices in men because he feels some some type of way about that behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Because when like and that's why you should really watch the way people talk because they'll tell you how they feel. You just gotta wait till the right thing inspire it. Yeah. I think if he had just kept it strictly to Meek Mill Hey Meek, this is a trashy album cover. You better than that. I respect you more than that. Um, um, this ain't depicting. Even if he wanted to mention black women, hey Meek Mill, the way you depicting black women on this album cover is, is shit. One hundred and ten percent, I get you. He did address Meek Mill in later on in this rant, but you started your shit off by going straight for the black woman. No sir, you 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 don't. This is where I agree with you when when we're talking about. The relatable experience. You don't know how to write. And I don't care if you dated black women. I don't care if it's black women in your family. You know why people are quick to say that. I got three black friends. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to write to call out black women in any type of public forum for something like that. Right. And really for nothing, period. If I'm being frank. For nothing, period. If a black woman ain't walk up and slap your kid or slap you in the face, I ain't trying to hear it, bro. Sorry. It is what it is. What you, you right, bro. And it ain't what it ain't. Um, I'm cool. You got anything else? I think Ben Simmons is is Ben Simmonsing, <laughs> Simmonsing. Hey man, he got kicked out of practice it, today. I might do some shit like that. I get it. Nah, but he a wild boy, and and you can't be 16 and being in the NBA five years, and you not even gonna attempt to shoot. You gotta shoot the fucking ball sometimes, bro. That meant that pet open layup he had. In Fam, he was like. Hot potato. Bruh. Fuck that. I don't want this that, ball. Stop giving it to that me. That might be one of the most ridiculous moments in NBA history. Yeah, that shit was wild. <laughs> I was watching that game live, and I was like, fam, what did he just do? Yeah, that shit was wild. Ben Simmons a wild boy. But um, got kicked out of practice today. I feel like he just going to – see, he playing it all wrong. For me, if I was him, I would have came back with at least a mid-range jumper. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to be Steph Curry in this bitch. I'd have came back at least with a mid-range jumper, knocked that bitch down at a decent percentage, build my trade value up, I get me up out of here. Because yeah. it's over with there now. Like, oh, 100%. After what uh, Embiid said today? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, it's a wrap. Team chemistry is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. over with. You know, but because he, he could have came back one of two ways. He could have came back and, like, played crazy mm-hmm. and, and probably either – one is fans back, one is teammates back, and just kept it moving. Or you could have came back and played crazy and hoped for they to, to trade you. 
Or you could have came back and apparently, which is what he's doing, and just kind of mailing in. Okay, I'm here, but I ain't really finna do shit. Because it's not to say he can't score ever because he had ben a Simmons is out. game last season. Ben Simmons is... is, is I mean, we're not a sports podcast, so I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to get into how I feel like Doc Rivers is coaching him all wrong because that's we're not that type of podcast. But Ben Simmons can score the ball. He's just not... He doesn't score the way that a lot of other people that play his position score. But, you know, um, hopefully he can get to a situation that that best fits him. It feels like any other situation besides Philly (laughs) would be better for him. Um, I think that nigga in L.A., I ain't gonna lie, get rest the fuck out of there. Oh, I can't stand that trick. Nah, he he with y'all for the long run. He gonna retire Laker, bro. It is what it is. Nah, it's over. He can't retire Laker. Nah, he's definitely gonna retire Laker. Him and LeBron. I give him two years. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it, man. You got anything else? No, I think you, we we had some shit, but we can save it for next week because it's not time sensitive. Right. True. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, this is another episode of I'm Probably Right Though podcast. We will catch y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>